One game down in week 11, the Tennessee Titans 27-17 win over the Green Bay Packers. Is it time for those Green Bay Packers to maybe pack it in? Jordan Love time. Tennessee Titans on Thursday night football beating the Green Bay Packers. Then make the rest of our picks for week 11 and all that and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. If Twitter still exists tomorrow, we might be there and you can find us there. Thanks for making this your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security with Fast Protect technology exclusively exclusively from Simply Safe. 24-7 monitoring agents capture evidence to accurately verify a threat for faster police response. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. To Green Bay we go, Matt, with the Tennessee Titans over the Packers Thursday night, 27-17. Big picture, what does this say about the Packers? Home team on a Thursday night, you're supposed to be able to have a big advantage here. And it looked like the Tennessee Titans that had the advantage in this one on the road. No doubt. And they're seven and three. I mean, I, I'm blown away by that, to, to be very honest with you. And if you told me, hey, Matt, on Friday when you guys chat, the Titans would have won 27-17. I'd have been like, well, Derrick Henry probably ran for about 160, including a couple long ones. And he was fine. He actually threw a touchdown. But that was not why they won. And to your point, well, first of all, my expectations, as people know, on Thursday nights are always very, very low. I thought this was a very enjoyable game. This was a, It didn't seem like it was um, affected by the short week nearly as much. And I give the Titans a lot of credit for that. But I came away just thinking at the end, Tennessee's just a lot better than Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay is a mediocre at best team. Uh, the Titans are a mediocre at worst team. And I think they win this game eight out of ten times. Yeah, and you came away like that bump from last week with the Packers. Okay, they figured something out, mm-hmm. and you know it is quick turnaround. But then it's like, oh no, this is exactly what we've seen from the Packers yeah. all year long. Uh, <laughs> I I really appreciate the Titans because the Titans are right back where they were last year. Remember, exactly they had one seed in the AFC. Uh, Derrick Henry got hurt down the stretch for um, for the Titans, so you hope that doesn't happen. Twenty eight more carries in this one, and you know not a lot of space for him to run either. Like you mentioned, twenty eight carries for eighty seven yards, so. Three yards per carry. The the biggest play of the game from him was the touchdown pass at the goal line um, to Austin Hooper. It was nice to see the rookies getting involved. Traylon Burks, seven catches for 111 yards for the Titans. And then Christian Watson, another nice game. Two more touchdowns, by the way. He's a red, show, red zone machine all of a sudden. Love the ball skills with Aaron Rodgers throwing it up to him one-on-one and him making a play. Four for 48 overall, just like last week. A lot of touchdown production, but you know, not a, a huge volume for Christian Watson on the other side. So I wanted to make sure I mentioned those rookie wide mm-hmm. receivers starting to figure some things out and get healthy here during their rookie seasons, which is always important for the young players. You got to be on the field to be able to, to uh, develop that immense talent. Uh, but just the complimentary brand of football that Mike Vrabel's team plays with the Tennessee Titans. You know, they don't need to five yards per carry. It's like, oh, yeah. 
we're still going to run it 28 times. Yeah, like, right. Keep stopping it. This dude's 250 pounds. You might not want to do that still in the fourth quarter of a game. And, you know, playing good defense, and that's what gives them confidence to, okay, if we run it three times into a brick wall and punt it away, our defense is going to give us the ball back again. And the confidence there of that complimentary football with the running game and the defense, very old school mentality. But it's been working for Mike Rabel and the Titans. So I guess, you know, even though we didn't like the Titans as much coming into the season, we probably sh shouldn't be super shocked looking at the track record that it looks very similar to what it did last year. Yeah. And they stopped the, the destroyed basically the green Bay running game and mm -hmm. it, it, Watson was fine, but it's, it's obvious that they're a weapon or two short to say the least. And Rogers might not be quite what he was. And the offense is not humming, but that Tennessee team is tough at the line of scrimmage Simmons and company. Um, but the stars of the show to me are, Tannehill, who never gets any credit for anything, you know, but you know he's an NFL starting quarterback that's had a lot of success the last couple of years. I thought he played really well, attacked a lot of one-on-one -on -one matchups with them stacking the box. And I'm glad you brought up Burks. Like, I, I was on the fence in a couple of my shallower leagues. Should I pick up Burks this week or not? And I didn't, but I probably should have because he's probably going to be the number one here which puts Woods in a more favorable situation. Hooper's okay. I mean, I used to look at his team and think that might be the worst set of weapons in the league. It's a little better than that, and it's a little bit promising. And I know this dude only caught one pass and was only targeted twice, but the, the tight end, Aquano, I, I picked yeah. him up all week in my all my deep dynasty leagues because he runs really well, and he's, he doesn't know what he's doing yet, but he might be good someday. Yeah, Chig, he's fast. He's, yeah, he's yeah. he ran, I think, a, a four or five flat at the combine. It looks uh, like athletic it. dude. And yeah, he's making a couple plays there for the Titans. Mm -hmm. But, it, it's, you know, having a healthy Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. If they make the playoffs, maybe he's your 14th ranked quarterback of teams in the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. But he's still an NFL quarterback. And if he's healthy and you're running the ball and Derrick Henry's healthy, like that's really the key with the offense is you got to be able to roll into the playoffs and, and the Titans are, can moonwalk into the playoffs at this point, right? And that division oh, yeah. feels like uh, feels like it's a, just a huge lead, whether they're the one seed again or not. But you got to have a healthy Derrick Henry and Tannehill when you're, when you're getting there, unlike last year. 100%. You know, and do I think they're a contender? No but I think that they're way overachieving and they're hard to play against and they're well coached and they're very, very physical and they might make a little noise in the playoffs. Who's to say, but they're right. going. And, and they don't have Tom Brady, right? Like the new England Patriots used to, but very Patriots like it. Mm -hmm. one coach from the Bill Belichick tree. That's actually doing something in the NFL as a head coach. Right. And it's very similar, uh, very similar story there with the defensive side of the ball. And you're not sure what this roster looks like coming in. Guess what? They're, they're overachieving and playing really good defense and uh, figuring it out on offense as they go. Yeah. Control the clock, be physical, attack one-on-one -on -one matchups and it's winning and it's working out for them. Matt, is it time for Jordan Love to play football for the Green Bay Packers? And if not, when? Wow. I mean, obviously that all depends on Roger's ego and will he, be cool with it you know unfortunately that matters and um, he will not he will and not. I'm, sh I'm sure he won't be cool with it right <laughs> so maybe it's a, a random week 18 start i mean do you think that's or when they're officially eliminated right you have to be out of it out of it i think that's yeah. the only way it can go just because you have aaron Rodgers. Yeah. and aaron Rodgers is locked into a, that new con I, I, that was really confusing to me matt and we don't have a lot of time to go into this and you yeah. know, maybe it's an off-season conversation but I was a little bit surprised with the nature of that extension for Aaron Rodgers mm. because of everything that was going on in house and it seemed like he was 
kind of had one foot out the door to lock himself in and not give himself more of an out because now it's almost, even if the, the Packers thought, ah, you know what, this is not going to work. We got to go to Jordan Love. He shows something in the last week or two of the season. They let him play. They almost can't move on from Aaron Rodgers. They're, they're really locked yeah. into each other in a way that I, I would have thought Rodgers, and it, there's always, you know, with the salary cap, it's always possible, but um, it seems very unlikely that contractually they're able to do anything other than a, a, a Rodgers retirement if that's the way it goes. And, and it, it doesn't feel like that's maybe the way things are going to go either. Yeah, and I do have to examine his contract more in that manner, but that's the way I interpreted it when it was signed as well. And at the time, you're like, oh, well, that's good. You know, these guys had a great career together. Devontae Adams is gone, but Rodgers will overcome that. They'll probably win the division, win 10 games, not 13 like usual. Well, no, you know, so what if the Colts want to run it back with an old old quarterback and say, hey, we, we want Rodgers. What do you want for him? Can they make that deal? I, I don't know. I mean, that's interesting to me. Yeah, and but you have to, at some point, see Jordan Love, mm -hmm. if not to see if he's your guy, to maybe get some trade interest from another team to see if they're their guy. Right. So if the season continues this way for the Packers, once they're eliminated, and I don't think it'll happen sooner because of Aaron Rodgers, um, it puts them in a tough spot if they keep losing games. You have to be mathematically eliminated, and even then, you have to wait until maybe the last two weeks at most, but you got to get Jordan Love something like two full games two starts just to know just to see what you got just to inform yourselves in the rest of the league what that value is going forward it's the strangest start of a career ever you know he's a first round quarterback those guys usually play way too early not way too late you know what i mean <laughs> yeah the last one that waited this long was aaron Rodgers. yeah right 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 you know so I don't know. I mean, how do you trade for him if you're the Falcons or Colts or whatever love I'm talking about? You know, I mean, right. you don't know anything more about him now than you did three years ago, except he's three years older. Yeah. And if it doesn't play at all, then you're getting a sixth round pick. But if he plays right, right. really well for a couple of games, Third, second round pick or maybe a second. Or, yeah, I, I don't know. We've got to talk about the rest of the slate of games that we didn't cover yesterday. And even one we did cover yesterday, the game officially moved from Buffalo to Detroit with the with the Cleveland Browns and the Buffalo Bills and the rest of our week 11 picks coming up. Today's episode brought to you in part by Tommy John. This Black Friday celebrates softness season by stocking up on your favorite underwear, loungewear, and pajamas from Tommy John. Skip the crowds this Black Friday. Nobody wants to wait in those lines. I sure as heck don't. Stock up on comfort with the cozy, uh, cozy Tommy John Black Friday sale going on right now avoid the lines and have that comfortable shopping experience from your couch when you give your loved ones tommy john they're that much more comfortable so they can do everything better including shopping to, to be honest with you my recommendation is buy them now for yourself so you can actually wear the tommy johns while you're on your couch continuing to shop for more tommy johns for the rest of your family uh tommy john loungewear is guaranteed to fit perfectly Super comfortable, non-pilling, micro-modal fabric, meaning no lint balls or fuzz, and a luxurious soft tri-blend fabric with flexible four-way stretch. I've got some sweats and a shirt and some underwear from Tommy John, and I was blown away. I didn't think they was like, okay, sure, they're going to be comfortable. And they're literally the most comfortable things I've ever had. Mm -hmm. I love the day that I get to wear my Tommy John underwear, right? I got to use them judiciously because I haven't purchased the uh, an entire fleet of those yet, which I will during this Black Friday sale, which has started now. Shop Tommy John's Black Friday sale going on 
right now and get 30% off site-wide at tommyjohn.com slash locked on. 30% off everything now at tommyjohn.com slash locked on. tommyjohn.com slash locked on. See site for details. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to change your pick, Matt, with the Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns? Knowing now, we kind of talked about both scenarios yesterday, thinking this game could get moved to Ford Field. It has officially been moved. Now, does that make you like the Bills or the closer to home Cleveland Browns more in that game now that it's being played in Detroit? Yeah, and I kind of mentioned this yesterday that I'm big on the Bills minus seven and a half. I mean, it's not really even an indictment on the Browns, although I think their defense is worrisome. Um, I just think that playing the Eagles and Bills this week is a bad formula after they kind of got embarrassed and you know it didn't play their best last week. I just have great faith in the Bills and Eagles to rebound in a big way. I don't really care where it's being played. Now that weather is not an issue as is an equalizer, I'm laying the seven and a half in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, I do think it's funny because moving away from Buffalo kind of helps the Bills for me here. Me too. Uh, yeah, it, it opens up things for Josh Allen and that offense, and you're not sledging around in bad weather, which I think would equalize things for a run-heavy team like the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. How about those Chicago Bears, those suddenly pesky Chicago Bears with uh, amidst a Justin Fields breakout seems to get a little bit better every single week. He's breaking rushing records. Uh, he's on pace to break Lamar Jackson's season long rushing records by about 15, 50 yards or so. He's on pace for 1200 plus rushing yards is Justin Fields at quarterback. But it's still all Justin Fields on offense. And now uh, one of the running backs in their their two headed monster backfield there with Montgomery and Herbert Herbert's on IR. Now Uh, the defense took a hit at the trade deadline and they're playing against a team that's trying to do things similarly, play a little D and run the heck out of the football in the Atlanta Falcons. So two pesky teams here, Falcons are at home and they get that three point bump favored by three hosting the Chicago bears. Yeah. It's going to be a short game. I mean, a lot of runs (laughs) quarterbacks, everybody, why throw it? We got pits, but who cares? We got London. Who cares? We're just going to run the ball like crazy. I'm worried that the Falcons have come back to earth, but if you're going to give me three at home against a equally poorly talented team and the Bears D is a nightmare now post trade deadline, I'm definitely taking the points here. You know what is lost in the Justin Fields breakout is the Cole Komet breakout. Yeah, he is. He's been having a real, and, and that was so key for Justin Fields. It's like, okay, Mooney's way down there and you can try to throw that dime throw, which Justin Fields can make an elite level throw. You kind of see one every game, but it's like, how about that easy stuff? How about that big old tight end over there? And we're mm-hmm. seeing a lot more. I love what I'm seeing from Fields and Getze. Uh, This is a really close game for me. I think they nailed the line perfectly. Neutral field, you know, pretty much a, a toss up. Um, I, I wouldn't be afraid of the Falcons. I like the way the Bears are playing. I, I'm not super bullish on either one of these teams. Um, I got to interrupt you. I totally screwed yeah. up. I thought the Falcons were getting three. They're Falcons. The- are sorry the falcons are favored by three at home yeah then i went to points i went to bears okay yeah yeah, and, and yeah. So, and i don't know why i thought atlanta was a dog yeah that's kind of the direction i was gonna go with this game is like i nfl is chaos bears falcons i have no idea what to expect short game give me the points because it might be yep. uh you know it's gonna be it's gonna end by a field goal one way or the other it feels like no matter what in this game 
Yep. Yeah. I, I, that's one of the points is the basic. Uh, Although I will thought. say the yeah. Bears have been scoring a lot more points recently. Oh, too. they have. Even though, even though they've been running the heck out of the ball, it, it's created a lot more points with Justin Fields, you know, uh, making bigger plays. Big plays. Yeah, you're 100% right. Um, again, just give me the points here. I think these teams are very equal. I don't trust either defense at all. Um, I, I thought Atlanta was getting points at home. So now I just want the points. Yeah. How about this? Defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams are underdogs now at three and six this year. And, and we might see it a lot for the rest of the season with the way they're playing. The New Orleans Saints at home, another game that on a neutral site looks like could be a pick them. The Saints home team here tough place to play they're not playing great football at three and seven uh the the three and seven saints at home favored by three points over the three and six rams yeah the the saints are riddled with injuries they've been hitting really hard this year but i still think their front seven is really good and the rams have nothing in the way of offense without cooper cup i will lay the three and a half tough place to play as you said i don't know if there's a lot of points that scares me with the line but i don't see the rams I don't know if they'll get to 14 points in this game. Really tough situation. Really yeah, tough situation with the, the way the Rams um, the Rams are playing. Matthew Stafford looks like, last report, he's on track was the wordage I saw, uh, the, the, the word mm-hmm. usage I saw on his concussion protocol. So he's on track to play. That doesn't mean he has been cleared yet and, and passed through concussion protocol, but – that certainly helps to get Matthew Stafford back as your, sure. as your quarterback there, but no Cooper Cup to throw to who went on instant reserve or um, injured reserve. I picked up Van Jefferson in a, a fantasy league that was mm-hmm. just decimated by bye weeks, and I was in trouble at wide receiver. I picked him up, kind of crossed my fingers. I have no idea what that's going to look like, um, but just from watching the, worth Rams, watching the Rams a lot, Van Jefferson and Allen Robinson, that like. I don't want to say they're under athletic, but you just, they're very just like, eh. Where's the juice? Yeah. 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 So I, I don't know where the ball's going to go. They can't run the ball either. And who no. knows if Stafford has time. I don't like the way things are going there. New Orleans is a tough place to play. I'm going to take the points again, though, just because right. the, the Saints aren't playing well either. No, no, they're not. You're 100% right. And getting right Staff- against both these teams. If Stafford plays and just going by that, and usually what that means, the, the, the player will be cleared and will play. Um, I'll I'm take assuming he played points with the Rams with Stafford at quarterback. Okay. I think he gets hit a lot though. He certainly could. <laughs> yeah. yeah that line's brutal. And for a guy coming off a concussion, you don't All want right. to get hit a lot. And the spotters will be looking for that as well. So we might see Wolford again, if that's the case. And yeah, that's just the, the line is just something that's not going to get fixed for the Rams this year. Unfortunately for them. No, maybe not for a couple of years. Detroit lions. They are not at home. Thus, the the Ford Field was open for the Buffalo Bills and the Cleveland Browns this week because the Lions at three and six are traveling to New York to face or New Jersey technically to face the New York seven and two Giants again. Another field goal game. Giants favored by three at home against the Lions. I really like this line. I, I probably would not bet this, but I have a hard time with golf on the road this time of year in particular. You know, there's gonna be some sort of weather, wind, cold. It might not be a blizzard, but I don't know that Goff handles those things well. I think the Lions' defense is brutal. Saquon and Daniel Jones might combine for 280 yards on the ground. <laughs> I like the Giants' D. I'll lay the points, but uncomfortably. I am going to take the Giants tier because as long as Saquon Barkley is healthy, and mm-hmm. I'm a little bit worried because he has taken a ton of usage. He is that offense right now. Uh, but as long as he's healthy, I mean, I just don't think the Lions can stop the Giants. And Giants have a great formula at home. Yeah, give me those, give me those New York Giants. 
They're winning games right now for a reason. No, I hear you there. Next, we've got Panthers, Ravens. We've got Commanders, Ooh. Texans. Who should play quarterback for those Washington Commanders? And in Mexico City, Monday Night Football, an NFC West matchup with the 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, statistics, news, and analysis. Get informed before you make your bets at BetOnline. All the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Of course, a ton of lines for NFL Week 11, props, futures, you name it. You can find it about the NFL at BetOnline.net. But there's also NBA basketball, college sports, eSports, combat sports tennis golf you name it you can find it at bet online and if you love sports podcasts you can find those as well at bet online always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix get over to the website betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more at bet online where the game starts carolina panthers matt this week are at the baltimore Ravens Ravens favored big here 13 points at home at six and three are the Ravens favored over those Carolina Panthers we're getting Mayfield again correct pretty sure that's my understanding yes yeah I thought so which Harbaugh and company are very familiar with and know how to make him extremely uncomfortable the Ravens are in a wonderful spot right now they're getting healthy guys like Mark Andrews I assume will be back and ready to roll they're at home coming off a bye the rest of their schedule is very very easy I just think 13 is too many. I mean, I think the Panthers are not a horrendously talented football team. I think their defense is okay. You know, Brown and Burns and those guys. I think that they can keep it within 13, but I don't think they win this game or even make it very competitive. I was a little bummed how quickly they went away from Walker and back to Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Walker played all right. Best ball that they played this year was with Walker. Best ball they played last year was with Walker at quarterback. (laughs) Good point. It's usually a little something, and – I know they went and picked up Baker Mayfield, but I just, it was almost like they just wanted to wait for that one little hiccup for Walker. Like, okay, now we can go back to Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. So I don't love that, but I don't think it would have mattered much either way. Uh, I am not bullish on what's going on with those Carolina Panthers right now. Ravens big. I wouldn't bet this line just because the, the line is so big and you know, it, I, the, the, the Ravens might not, you know, blow them out by two touchdowns and, and still win this game very comfortably. So I wouldn't bet it, but um, so, so, you know, I'd probably just take the points because it's such a big line and the over under is only 41 here, but straight up, I mean, you got to go the Ravens. There's a reason that line's 13 this week. And it's really difficult. We've said this a couple of weeks now this year that some of these teams that don't see Lamar with any kind of regularity, it's a little stunning because you can't practice for him and it's a different style. It's a, he's so hard to play against if you've never really done it. Right. And you think you have him because he's not a normal quarterback. You're like, mm-hmm. Oh, we've got this guy corralled. We're cool. And they're like, what the heck just happened? Yeah. And these guys have a 280 pound, found or 280 pound fullback. What are they doing? <laughs> 84 <laughs> tight ends on the field. Right. You don't play a game like this. Right. It's very different. Yeah. yeah. This quarterback runs like the wind, you know? The five and five commanders at the one and seven and one Houston Texans, Washington on the road, favored by a field goal. Is it going to be Heineke or Wentz? And Ron Rivera was asked the question, playing coy, but he said they wanted to take the time. They wanted to figure this out and then go with that guy. And he would be the starter the rest of the way. So they're taking their time with the decision, Wentz or Heineke. Matt, you go Wentz or you go Heineke. 
I still think Wentz gets a little bit of a bad reputation, <laughs> but Heineke, I think, is the obvious choice at this point. I've given it a lot of thought this week. Better things happen on the field when Heineke's out there. They're 500 right now. They have a chance to go to the postseason. Rivera's coaching for his job. I'm sure the team looks around and says, we want Heineke. Um, I think that's the choice, maybe not for the duration, but at least for the short term. I like Washington to win this game. Houston's so bad, and their defense is so atrocious. I love the patience Washington Turner, their offensive coordinator, showed last week. Just three yards of carry, three yards of carry. Give it to Gibson. Give it to Robinson. If they do that against Houston, they'll have better results than they did against Philly. Take some shots to McLaurin, and that that Washington D-line should cause problems as well. So Mm -hmm. I'll lay the points here. Uh, I will as well. I just like – I would go Heineke. Mm-hmm. And and I think if management doesn't get go, get involved, then it probably will be Heineke because you know Ron Rivera, he's a field guy, and you know he has the you know the heartbeat of the locker room. Sure, and it that's so important. And just seeing the way Heineke gets the ball out so quick, he was well under two and a half seconds. I think he was under two point two seconds in the, really? the last game. And and seeing them, you know, coming off that big win, how can you go away from that with how bad things have looked with Wentz? And I know Wentz can maybe make some throws that Heineke can't, but the big one to me is the lack of sacks that Heineke takes versus Wentz. So trying to stay in front of the sticks, utilizing, you know, your running game and your running backs and getting the ball out quick and hopefully playing a little defense. And by the way, the commander's defense playing a lot better. Yeah. And yeah. Maybe, maybe a little closer to the defense we were hoping to see last year. They were a big disappointment. Uh, you know, getting their their stud defensive end back will be nice for the, the commanders as well. So um, commanders, three points. Uh, Heineke, ride that wave, and I will give up those three points against the Texans. Yeah, I'm pretty comfortable on that one. That's one of my favorite bets of the week, I think. How about this one? <laughs> the, the Las Vegas Raiders are just having an abysmal season right now at two and seven. Uh, the, the Broncos, I mean, these two teams had playoff hopes. The Broncos are three and six. The Raiders are at the Broncos this week. Another field goal line here. Denver at home, favored by three points. I just want to real quick go to a report that happened earlier on in the week about new head coach Josh McDaniels. And this report came from Bill Plaschke in the L.A. area. Uh, he said basically that the Raiders don't have the money to fire. Wow. After one year, the team is, quote unquote, cash poor, can't afford to fire McDaniels and then pay another coach. He'll be. Uh, and then the other quote was he'll be coach this year and next year. So. No early firing, according to Bill Plaschke, because they don't have the money to go make another big hire at the head coach spot another year in a row after spending so much on Gruden, so much on Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we talked wow. a little bit about Bravel being the the only head coach that's made good from that Bill Belichick tree. I mean, is Josh McDaniels just clearly an, a coordinator and not a head coach? I, this, this is bad. I lean that way, but I also think that five years of terrible Gruden drafting hasn't helped matters either. I mean, all their first round picks are not with the team or cut right. or, you know, and then, yeah, he came in with a bad line and a bad secondary. I know some Raiders fans pushed back yeah. on us when we were to say, no, they're going to be fourth in the division. And those things have actually been even worse than I expect. And the things you thought would be good. Haven't really been great. So right. Far. 
you never hear a team is cash strapped in the NFL. That, that's insane to me. Mm-hmm. But I, I do understand that more than any other team, COVID hit them the hardest because that was the middle of their move to Vegas. They had to build right. a new stadium. You know, they, it, the timing really hurt them more than any other team. Very different ownership group and where the money came from too to yeah, get their yeah. franchise versus a lot of these mega billionaires. I don't trust the Broncos at all, but that's a tough place to play even for a division team. I'm going to lay the points. I don't know if you heard this this week, but I find it amazing that if Denver's offense could have produced 18 points in every one of their games this year, 18, they'd be eight and one. They'd have one loss if the offense could put up 18 points, which is still below average because I believe the league is scoring around 22 points a game right now, which is lower than usual, but that's still well below average. Right. That's not much. That's not asking that much. That's not asking that much. And they can't do that. And they look like the personnel was plenty good to do that coming Mm -hmm. in the field. Right, right. But I, I think Denver wins this game. Yes. And I'll lay the Denver. points. Yeah, those three points don't scare me away. Uh, finally, we've got Monday Night Football, Mexico City. It is the 49ers at technically the Cardinals, but this is going to be a home game for the 49ers. Uh, looking at some of the sites that sell tickets, 80% of a, a stadium that holds 100,000 people, 49ers fans in this one. So kind of wow. bummer draw by the Cardinals to get the 49ers in Mexico City who travel really well, have a lot of fans in Mexico already. Uh, Niners on the road, quote unquote, favored by eight points here. And it's looking more and more like it's going to be Colt McCoy for the Cardinals. I, I didn't realize that home field advantage, but my thoughts on it were much like Denver, extremely high air in Mexico City if people don't realize that. It's, it's very thin. It's hard to breathe. So the team that controls the clock, runs the football, I think has a massive advantage late in the game. Well, that's definitely your Niners. And I think eight is not nearly enough for me to stay away from. Plus, I don't quite know where Kyler's at, nor do I care that much. Yeah, I don't know if the quarterback even makes that much of a difference. Niners have had some trouble. Niners have owned the Rams under Shanahan, but have had trouble with the Cardinals under Shanahan. And even Colt McCoy beat them last year. So I'm actually going to take the Cardinals with the points. I think the 49ers win this one by four. I think it's funny that your division's a rock, paper, scissors division. <laughs> it's just, it's a weird division this year yeah. as much as any. And uh, the NFL is chaos. The NFC West is chaos. Uh, we are not chaos though. We're doing well with our picks. Let's see if that continues in week 11. Thanks everybody for making Peacock and Williamson. Your first listen will be back Monday to break it all down right here. Peacock and Williamson. <laughs>